11.59 a.m., Saturday morning. Chapter 1 His body was very near mine, its warmth permeating the sheet that lay over us both. Are you there? he asked. And I answered, yes. In the semi-gloom of the bedroom, his hand reached out to touch mine, and our fingers clasped. I thought that you had gone, he said. I said nothing and held my breath and wondered who he was. My eyes turned in the other direction, unwilling to look upon him just yet, not until my thoughts became more lucid, not until I was ready to face a morning stranger's face. A clock stood on this side of the bed, safely within my range of vision. It was morning, then. Saturday morning, or rather just barely morning, for between the small hand pointing piously at twelve and the big hand, there was only space enough for one tick of the mechanism. The shaft of black crouched, poised and tense, waiting to spring upon the dot marked twelve and so end another morning in its tedious life. Saturday morning came after Friday night, and Friday night was a time for the why not for drinks that lasted long into the night and, hopefully, a rendezvous with passion that lasted well into the morning. So then it was not so unusual, this noon, now that the hour had struck, to find myself in a strange bed, hearing a strange voice, my hand still clasped in unfamiliar, urgent fingers. I stirred, finally, turning on my back and saw the mirror crudely attached to the ceiling, my own likeness scowling down at me, a solemn jury of self-examination. Turning further toward him, trying to focus my sleep-weary eyes, a wave of golden hair rippled over the pillow near me, too near to see really well. A face watched me, with something almost frightening in its expression, a half-smile, meant perhaps to be friendly or seductive, and succeeding in neither goal. It was not a bad face, this collection of eyes, nostrils, and swollen lips that lay in front of me. I had seen worse at closer range. On Saturday mornings especially, I had seen worse. He waited, no doubt studying me in the same surreptitious way in which I studied him. My lips automatically smiled, a reflex action my eyes half-closing as I edged closer to the face, sought the swollen lips. His breath was sour and unpleasant, tasting of cigarettes and stale booze, his mouth less yielding than one would have liked. His body, molding itself now to mine, was rather too soft. Obediently, mechanically, my sex hardened, reaching out and up for him, seeking its prey. Tonight, I told myself, tonight, I would go again to the why not, seek another face to find on my pillow the following morning, but for now, the long, empty afternoon stretched before me, a wasteland of time and tedium, and here, for the moment, was an oasis of relief.